Stay on top of all meaningful, top-trending stories right here on SAFM. Leading the conversation. Well, confirmation yesterday, the Constitutional Court has rejected an application by the ANC that wanted to appeal a ruling that it must hand over the records of its deployment committee to the Democratic Alliance. In other words, the ANC yesterday was given five working days to give over all of the documents and discussions and WhatsApp chats held by its deployment committee from the period from the 1st of January 2013 to the 1st of January 2021. Uh, for a large part of this time, Cyril Ramaphosa was the deputy leader of the ANC, the president now. That means he was the chair of the ANC's deployment committee, as you know. The Zondo Commission found the practice of counter-deployment was unconstitutional and illegal. The ANC has consistently defended it. Malusi Kolu is an attorney and managing director at Donda Attorneys. Malusi, good morning. Good morning, Stephen, and good morning to your listeners at home. Thank you for inviting me. Firstly, after yesterday's ruling, does the ANC have any more options to stop having to hand over these documents or to delay this in any way? Um, there's there's no other option right now except to hand over within five days. Uh, remember, this is the highest court in the land, so they have to comply. And I was interested in what uh, Dr. Leon Scriber, I hope I've pronounced his name, his name correctly, said in, in his interview that if they don't hand it over, they will uh, be liable for criminal prosecution in wetted commas following the Zuma case when he didn't comply with the constitutional uh, court order. So it will be interesting to see if they don't comply with that, what will be the next option, which is obviously to punish in wetted commas those who don't comply. Sure, I hadn't thought of that. So the Zuma um, uh, uh, situation, that case could set a precedent here. Who, who would be prosecuted? I suppose the accounting officer of the ANC, as I understand it, is the Secretary General. Well, yes, it could be the Secretary General. Um, but remember also that the chairperson of the so-called cadre deployment committee is or was the president from, um, I think, from 20, 2013 or so. So it will be interesting to see how the president is also involved in that. Because remember, again, Stephen, there's records again of the of the state capture committee where uh, Mr. Kwademan Charge said no, this, this the committee does not exist, and also the president said it does not exist. And again, uh, Dr. Scriber said they will check everything that they said against what the records that they will get. So they might consider perjury against the president and Kwademan Charge. So it's it's like a can of worms if you put it like that because. Once they get the records, they will think of something else. It seems to sort of get worse and worse in a way for the ANC, but let's see. Um, as I understand it, because there have been several court cases, in all of this process, the ANC has never said to a court, the records do not exist. So if they now say the records do not exist, when they did not say that before, what would happen? Mm. Well, that that is new information. They should have said that. A, a, a time back so i don't think it's it's gonna be a, you know a, 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 a defense from their side that can be you know defendable if i'll put it like that it's something that that, that they cannot say now because they heard all the time remember Stephen, this case was in in Houghton high court and then it was in the supreme court of appeal they've never raised that and then they can't come and raise it now so the courts cannot I mean, I mean, right now they can't consider any other option except 
is either they hand over the documents or they don't. So they, they do have the, 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 or they did have the cadre deployment committee. There is information that they had. And obviously, the DA used the PIA Act, which is promotion of access to information, to get that information. And the issue of the cadre deployment, if you'll give me just a second, it essentially means that people are deployed because they're in the ANC and there is a direct impact on how the government is run in a way that is negative at most times or at some time. So that is why it was important for, for that information to be obtained and to also investigate whether the state capture was not uh, done by that kind of deployment. Okay, so if the ANC's deployment committee was only talking about appointing people to positions in the ANC, then none of this would be public. It's specifically because they're talking about appointing people to the state and specifically because of the Zondo Commission, what we saw around state capture, that the DAs won these applications. Uh, have I understood that correctly? Yes, yes. If, if, if we go back to the, to the state um, capture commission, the president, and I'm, and, and, and I'm just paraphrasing, it, or, and quite a they, they, they were giving information as if they are saying they are not appointing, but they are guiding how uh, people should be deployed. Mm. Now, Mundashi uh, even went further to say it's not a cadre deployment, but it's a deployment committee. Now, guiding and deploying is not the same. So if it's found that they're actually deploying, then it actually means that what they said in the state commission is not true. And I don't, I don't know how that they will approach that. As I said, they said they might open a pressure case. So the deployment committee, if it was uh, deploying people, there might be issues of, you know, maybe corruption, maybe state uh, state capture, because they were actually overlooking skilled people for the interest of the society to employ people or deploy people who do not qualify. But it's because of the proximity to ANC that they were given position, and that obviously can lead to corruption um, at some points. Okay, so, I mean, yeah, you're right about a can of worms. Um, so if the DA had internal conversations around appointing people to positions in the Western Cape provincial government, the ANC could ask mm. it for those records too? Yes, <laughs> definitely. It, 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 it's, it's all about transparency at this point. And obviously, we, 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 are, we, are, we are thirsty for a government in all sectors, whether it's national, provincial, and local, where there's transparency because when... So obviously the ANC might think of the... Right. But the first problem that they have, they have those five days to give uh, um, the information. If the DA gets the records, is there a duty on them to make it public? Or if they wanted to, could they keep them secret? The same thing that they did to 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 get the information, someone else might do to them okay. because it's public information now. Yeah, so, so, but I think for the interest of not just for the interest of society, but for political reasons, they will want to give the give it to the society. It's the city season once again, it's the election season, so they will use it to the advantage. Sure, I mean, I agree. I'm just curious. <laughs> but the the people who are in the meetings, right? they might have presumed that these meetings would stay private. So we go back to, let's just say there was a meeting on the 1st of January 2013. And the person in mm. that meeting had no idea that this could ever become public. And therefore, they spoke in a particular way. Could they now mm. say, I have a right to privacy? I had, 
I believe that this would never become public, and so I said X, Y, Z about this person. Could could someone bring some kind of argument like that? A very interesting argument. You will obviously use Section 14 of the Constitutional um, Act, Constitution Act of the Constitution, and say he has a right to privacy. But remember, we also have Section 36 of the Constitution, which can limit your Bill of Rights if it's reasonable to do so. So. The interest of society, society versus the interest of the interest of the of the person who says he has a right to privacy. I I I think if it reaches that point, that person might not win because obviously the, the public have the right to know how people are deployed. Malusi Kulu, really appreciate the time. A lot of light coming there. Thank you, Attorney and Managing Director at Donda Attorneys. Quite an interesting phrase, but this really opens a can of worms. 17 minutes after 70 with SFM. Sandile Swan is a political and governance analyst. Sandile, a good morning to you. The ANC has consistently defended cadre deployment over the years. What impact do you believe cadre deployment has had on governance over the years? Thank you, uh, Steve, and also good morning to the listeners of SAFM. Uh, for a start, uh, we must not think that the DA and the people who are discussing this topic of cadre deployment are shooting in the dark. Uh, first of all, let's point out quickly that in terms of publicly available information, there are minutes of the very same cadre deployment committee. Uh, from 3 December 2018 and to 17 May 2021, under the presidency of Ramaphosa, as well as under the chairmanship of the deployment committee of uh, Didi Mabuza, that 96 different government departments, agencies, and, and boards of state-owned companies were impacted by CADA deployment, 96, whereby ANC loyalists were being installed in those institutions regardless of technical merit or any form of competency or any form of property in terms of honesty uh, and trustworthiness which are required by both the pfma and the municipal finance management act so what cater deployment has done number one it has made sure that the most competent South Africans, as opposed to only the most competent members of the ANC, are given jobs. So many black people, and I will just, just for the sake of emphasis, emphasize this, that have been subjected to apartheid by the ANC, apartheid in the sense that there's job reservation against the existing constitution, in favor of those who are known to be loyal members of the ANC. So this has not just affected white South Africans or any other type of South African, but black South Africans who are not known to be loyal to the ANC have been excluded from jobs that they are fully qualified to do. The second thing that then that has happened is that the performance of the state institutions across the board has deteriorated to the point, as many have pointed, of uncontrolled sewage, cholera, load shedding, which is in progress as we speak right now, and is uncontrolled, and so on and so forth, that the country is deteriorating and is an accelerated retrogression because of non-performance by these incompetent people who have been introduced into the state. So the economy of South Africa has been losing a huge percentage, huge percentage, more than 5% a year, 
to cater deployment because Transnet is not working, the ports are not working properly, uh, uh, minerals cannot be transmit, transported out of the country, uh, agricultural produce cannot be moved efficiently, and so on and so forth. The ANC will say, and has said, um, and I think we'll say again, that all political parties have some sort of deployment. Isn't that true, at least partially? That is not even a question to raise because we are running a constitutional republic here, a constitutional democracy. The people who are supposed to be employed in the state, their positions are predetermined in our law. So you, you, you cannot say if another party was doing something that is contrary to the Constitution of Republic of South Africa, therefore, uh, let's say IFP and DA are doing a similar thing else, uh, elsewhere, then you say it must be done. You cannot say I will kill or murder and rape people because other people are raping and murdering. That's a non-defense. That's a failure in logic. So it must not be entertained. Um, Sandile, do you believe the ANC will really hand over these documents? I understand what the lawyers have said. I understand what Malusi Kruli said a moment ago. I understand what the Constitutional Court has said. But politically, I, I, I don't know. Do you think it'll happen? Will the ANC hand this over? The, the ANC is, is unlikely to hand over the documents within five days. It is therefore prudent for Schrauber, Leon Schrauber and the Democratic Alliance to already uh, instruct their lawyers to prepare uh, all instructions so that people are arrested and prosecuted for contempt of court. The ANC has governed South Africa with impunity. Uh, if you can go to every municipality in South Africa, there could be 10, 20, 30, 50 orders of court that are being ignored. I know in my municipality where I live, which is Mukhale City, that there's a pile of orders that have been ignored for many years, some of them 15, 20 years. So the impunity of ignoring the courts is well established in South Africa today, especially under the African National Congress. Sandile Swana, thank you. Political analyst, governance analyst.